Welcome back, folks. I'm Larry Kudlow. This is the Larry Kudlow Show. <clears throat> By the way, join us during the week. I'm going to do a reset. Fox Business Network, name of the show is Kudlow. And you can see it every day, 4 to 5 p.m. And if you can't get us at 4, you can just um, text your favorite nine-year-old. We'll figure out, uh, we'll teach you how to DVR the show. You won't miss a thing. And here, uh, you can get us on the Internet, live stream us on the Internet, LarryCudlowShow.com, LarryCudlowShow.com. You can get us all across the country, throughout the world, and the solar system and the Milky Way. So we're looking for my pal John Carney of Breitbart. Not sure where he is. But anyway, I'll just talk about what John was writing about. And it goes to what I said at the very top of the show with Joe Biden. Uh, we still have an inflation problem, okay, a cost-of-living problem. You know, food prices up 11% since Biden took office. Uh, energy prices up uh, about 9% since Biden took office. Those are the two worst ones. But it, it prices across the border up. Something called the Cleveland Fed median CPI. Okay, what does that mean? Uh, that means above, uh, you know, take out the top uh, – outliers and take out the bottom outliers take a chop off the top and chop off the bottom and you're still at 7.1 percent inflation right there at the 50 percentile so you still got inflation problem all right so we found uh john carney and john i was talking to you about the cleveland fed median cpi which you brought to my attention a couple months ago and i kind of like to live and breathe with it but here's the thing your this piece you wrote uh, March 2nd, overstimulated demand, how COVID cash fueled inflation. Uh, it's interesting to me. I mean, Joe Biden this past week, uh, and by the way, earlier weeks, has blamed, I mean, it's the stupidest thing in the world. He's blamed Donald Trump for the inflation. I inherited inflation. He didn't inherit any inflation. Inflation was 1.4% on the CPI. But the point is, uh, all that COVID money, and some of that money was bipartisanly uh, appropriated in 2020 at the worst of the pandemic. However, the $1.9 trillion in March of 21, which uh, Biden and the Democratic houses jammed down our throats, uh, unlocked so much money, and that money is still circulating, and that these um, – Economic uh, academics from the National Bureau of Economic Research and elsewhere are now, you know, they're coming out and saying, yeah, guess what? That money is still circulating. It was too much money in the first place. Of course, that's excess demand is uh, the cause of most of our inflation. Of course, that's what we all said two years ago, for God's sakes. And now they're finally coming around to it. So that's why this piece you wrote uh, dated March 2nd up on Breitbart is a very important piece, John Carney. That's right. What I did here is I brought together some of the latest economic research, and these are from top flight you know, economists. And you're right, we've been arguing this, but I think it's important to say, look, it's not just, you know, crazy John Carney and Larry Kudlow, mm. you know, but these are guys from Ivy League universities. They, they, they also work for the National Bureau of Economic Research. They, and what they said, they looked at it, they did their economic modeling, and they said a very substantial piece of this came from the fact that there was too much demand introduced to the economy 
and that this is going to last a while. Because a lot of people say, well, wasn't all that money already spent? How would that be causing inflation today? Well, the answer is, when you spend the money, that becomes somebody else's income that they can then spend. The money doesn't you know, vanish. When you've overstimulated the economy, it doesn't vanish once somebody spends it once. It has a multiplier effect. People mm. continue to spend it. And what we're seeing, is, and by their calculations, it doesn't really go away. The extra spending that you've introduced doesn't go away, they say, for five years. Mm. It diminishes over time, mm. but they say it's going to be around for quite a while. Uh, there's not a lot of good ways of getting rid of it. You can either let inflation run high because then you, what happens is the value of that money gets diminished over time. You could try to tax it away, but that's very difficult to do. Uh, and that's really those are really your two choices, or you can raise interest rates. So that's where we are now. So what they're what they're what they've been warning about is. Look, this is uh, and as you said, look, some of the um, stimulus was passed at the, you know, in a bipartisan way in 2020. But and the papers don't say this, but I think you can read it into the papers. It was that extra stimulus that yeah. we didn't need. Yeah. The Biden one point nine trillion in 2021, when frankly, the Fed should have already been normalizing interest rates. So the Fed is responsible for this, too. And the, and the federal government should not have been in deficit spending mode anymore, or at least not, you know, extra stimulus uh, deficit spending, because we, we, we had the vaccines. Warp speed had worked. The, the, uh, all the stimulus we put in in 2020 had worked. We were coming back. We were reopening the economy. It was time to let it go. The Biden administration, for very political reasons, couldn't let somebody like you, Larry, get credit for helping save the economy. So they needed a huge plan mm. in order to say it was us. We did it. Well, to, guess what? They also should get the blame then. To this day, they will not acknowledge that they were handed a strong economy with low inflation. To this day. I mean, I read Biden's speech, John Carney. I read his speech in Baltimore. Uh, it was, I think, a retreat of the Democratic House members. And there it is again. I inherited a reeling economy, an economy that was reeling, R-E-E-L-I-N-G, that had high inflation. And that's just a flat-out untruth, okay, I'll politely call it, untruth. And, you know, you had, it wasn't just conservative economists, you had people on the liberal side, like Larry Summers, to his credit, Jason Furman is still talking about it. So is Larry, that they were uh, letting the inflation genie out of the bottle. They shouldn't have done it. Or if they did it, it should have been, you know, much, 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 much smaller piece of legislation. And then they kept doing it. Look, in 2022, right, that last year they passed a whole bunch of bills. And the Republicans, by the way, do not have clean hands on this because some of them voted for it. Uh, the chips bill and uh, the omnibus bill, right? I mean, that they're just still doing it. So the CBO estimates of spending and deficits that keep going up, they keep doing it. And we shouldn't overlook in all of this because it's very easy to focus on just the money spent. But a lot of the programs that the Biden administration extended into 2022, such as the student loan moratorium, oh, right. such as the, the eviction moratorium, mm -hmm. those actually create a lot more spending power. You don't have to pay your student loans. 
guess what? That's a lot more spending power for a lot of people who have a very high propensity to spend their income. If you're a young person just out of college, you're probably spending very close to everything you're earning. So when you get a little extra money, you spend that as well. That becomes inflationary, unless you're growing productivity at the time, which we are not. So your know, productivity is no, that's right. Uh, you know, it's terrible. So, it's going the wrong way. Uh, it's been right. That, that's right. We just revised the the. We we thought we had a pretty good fourth quarter for productivity. The revised numbers just came out, and it turned out it was it was nearly half of the gain we thought we had. The we the the loss of productivity in 2022 was the worst since 1974. Mm. So it it was a very bad year. And it's amazing, as you said, that Biden is claiming that he inherited an economy that was crumbling and that he has repaired it. It's in fact, actually the opposite. The economy was on the recovery. It had suffered because of lockdowns and because of the pandemic. And nobody did better in the whole world, frankly. Uh, The U.S. economy did very well through that entire episode. And he has, you know, they have managed to put the economy into a very bad place where it now looks like we're going to have high inflation for quite a while and interest rates are going to have to climb to very high levels in order to bring that down. Yeah, that last, I just want to add on the supply side, they, you know, cut off uh, the spigots for oil and gas, which didn't help. And they've had all these unbelievable business regulations uh, in tw- in both 21 and 22. The, the regulatory story, John, is incredible. You might want to look into that. Uh, Dougie Holtz-Eakin, you know, at the American Action Forum, the Wall Street Journal editorialized on it. We talked about it uh, on the Fox Business Show a couple times. But it's it's really kind of snuffing out growth. Which, you know, if you had more production and investment, you could absorb some of the excess money. But you don't. You have less. I mean, the economy is not growing much. 0.9% uh, fourth over fourth last year. It ain't much. Uh, John, the other thing you're writing about, which I think is important, is Chris Waller. Uh, I had something to do with getting him on that uh, Federal Reserve Board. Um, he's turned very hawkish. So has Jim Bullard, who was his mentor at the St. Louis Fed. It was Mr. Bullard who introduced me to Mr. Waller, and ultimately President Trump appointed Waller to the Federal Reserve Board. But I think Waller is an even-handed guy. John Carney, and he's talking, as you say, we're going to go, you know, he's talking five and a quarter, five. We're going to go to six. We may have to go above 6% on the target rate. I think we will have to go above six. And I, so I, I think Christopher Waller is probably one of the smartest people on the Fed, yeah. at least in terms of monetary policy. Yeah. yeah. He's a guy, he, he came, he, you know, this is what he spent his career doing at the Cleveland, uh, you know, at the Fed, and he, and this is, and so I thought it was very important. Uh, he also, uh, you know, he warmed himself to my heart because he actually cited Tremaine inflation in his most recent <laughs> speech. So, you know, I, was, uh, yeah. I, you know, I was, he was, you know, appealing directly to the Breitbart Business Digest when he said that. But That's right, right. What I do like about his approach here uh, is he, he, he flat out admits that consumer spending didn't slow by that by very much mm-hmm. that he that basically that the progress they had thought they made against inflation was wrong that all the data we saw from january and frankly we just saw some for february mm-hmm. in both the manufacturing pmi 
the ISM numbers for manufacturing and the ISM numbers for services. Services numbers showed a lot of uh, action in services. The manufacturing stuff is still in recession, but the prices paid aspect of that was way up, implying a lot of inflation. And those are February numbers. We don't have the, you know, the hard economic data for February, but the soft data we got in last week implies that what we saw in January was not a fluke, that it is probably continuing into February. And therefore, you know, we're going, it's go, it's probably going to show up in the jobs numbers next week and then the JOLTS numbers and then the week after that in CPI and PPI. All right, we'll leave it there. John Carney at Breitbart, thank you ever so much. I think you're right on target. Folks, uh, we're going to take a quick break. And uh, we got Joe Concha on the other side of the break. If I'm not mistaken, talk a little more politics. We're going to talk about Lori Lightfoot, that great victim in Chicago with 17% of the vote. She's a victim. It's not about crime. It's about uh, gender and um, sexual preferences and God knows what. I'm Cudlow. We'll be right back. Larry Kudlow on 77 WABC. 